Welcome to Whatcha Wearing! On this episode, William is going to tell us all about Heider Ackerman. Yes! The designer, the man, the legend. My favorite. No idea who that is. This will be very exciting for me. You're going to learn today. And I'm also going to learn all about herringbone, and we're going to do a huge rant about what the world has done to the word icon. An icon is an icon, not just someone you like. Hello. Yeah. Let's clarify that, shall we? William, I went to the most amazing event last night. Tell me all about it. Well, mm -hmm. it was the launch of the brand new 2023 Range Rover. Wow, what did that look like? Like a Range Rover. I mean, okay. it's like just ridiculously expensive and, you know, has a sleek, newer look. Was it a matte, was the matte finish? It was, no, they didn't oh. really, the matte finish, I think, is an LA thing. There might have been oh, one okay. that was matte because they had like one, two, three of them that they unveiled. But I mean... It was like an unveiling on steroids. So you go there, it was at that Museum of Motion Picture and Arts and Sciences. Oh, I could get over there. And it's got, which is this new place in Hollywood, and it and it's like on Fairfax and Wilshire, and it used to be Bullock's Wilshire, right? That's what really? used to, that used to be there, this big famous department store. Anyway, I digress, I digress, and there was dancers and then they were covered and then all of a sudden Wyclef Jean comes out and he's like rapping and wow. then they pull off and unveil these Range Rovers and there are those big spinners and the cars are spinning around and people are cheering. I'm just like, it is so bougie. Just the money. It is so bougie. But I just want to talk about all those bougie people. There were probably 10 people there well-dressed. Yeah, there's there's a thing about it, and I feel like it might be an American thing. I feel like people become, they think that once they're of a certain tax bracket or they make a certain amount of money, they don't have to care what they look like. I think it's L.A. It's like the richer I am, the less I have to care. I, but I mean, it's not even that. I think it's L.A. I think it's the L.A. people. Yeah. There were people in flip-flops. There were people in, I mean, I thought it was a pretty casual event because it's like a car thing outside. So I yeah. wore... Very cute little um, bomber jacket from George Armani and a great t-shirt and fitted jeans mm -hmm. and white pristine sneaker. I looked cute, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But like I wasn't I wasn't gonna Blown go there in flip-flops or my nice. ASICs, like running shoes or something. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I don't know what's happening in that in that arena. Well it's, it's such an opportunity. The other thing about it was all those women, all those women had big Balenciaga bags and Gucci bags and then a Gucci Balenciaga bag and they had Chanel and there was all that right? And all the expensive shoes. They got their Valentina pointy toed shoes with the studs everywhere. Uh -huh. They had all of that going on. All of that going on and crap clothes from like White House Black Market or something. I don't I I would, I would really love to investigate what that's about. I just think people are think that it doesn't matter, and they want the designer bag so that they can feel designer and luxury. And I deal with this a lot with clients, where they buy that big designer bag, mm -hmm. and then they're like, that blouse is $400? I'm like... You just spent $6,000 $6, on a purse that you're going to wear like once a month. Right. But right? you have a hard time with a blouse for 500 Yeah. And I'm just like, but five, so I mean, I get $500 is a lot for a blouse for someone that's paying $26 for their purse. Right. Right. That makes sense. I get you there. I get but it. come on, do not start with me. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Like, and it's funny, like, when I first moved to L.A., I would always see, like, your Maseratis or, like, your Ferraris, like, these uber expensive 
vehicles and you're like oh, I wonder I wonder what the driver is wearing like uh -huh. that must be like the icing on the cake they get out and it's like Uggs and denim shorts and a hoodie from UCLA <laughs> like, like, I hope it's somebody's assistant driving their car I'm the like car what just them. happened yeah that's like opening a box that has nothing in it yeah like, ooh, ooh, no shots fired y'all no he did it no he did it I'm just saying I'm just saying and it's like and I know it's hard because it was a little warm yesterday, too. It was like 80 degrees or 85 yesterday. So, like, it was still warm. So, for fall, I mean, no one wants to show up in all their chocolate brown and be, like, uh -huh. dark brown and aubergine and all that, necessarily. But yeah. there's got to be some. I was standing by this super, super chic woman. So, of course, start talking to her. Her uh -huh. name's Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany girl. Uh -huh. And she was wearing, like, <laughs> Chanel and good hoops and good diamonds. And she could do this. This thing with her, I mean, she kept trying to do it. I was like, was I, she a housewife, maybe? She was not a housewife. But she had this, like, she could do that, right, that uh, thing uh, with her mouth or with her tongue. And I was like, cry. I was trying and trying. How do you think she got those diamond earrings? She thought, no, she is a self-made woman. She ain't got a man. Okay. She owns her own company. Okay, and she's like, far. she's doing it. So, okay. But I was just like, no, she's well-dressed. Her friend was super well-dressed, cute, like chic and all that. And then there was just so much of that just, I mean, I just felt bad for them. Like, what? Wow. Anyway, so I think it just, I, I think that we can't underestimate what it really takes to have your style and your wardrobe be an actual expression of who you are. Is mm -hmm. it really takes the time to put it together, build a wardrobe, and then wear the things out. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that you just, here's my tip. Tip, tip alert, tip, tip alert, tip, tip, tip. tip, tip. <laughs> is that... You don't need to reinvent the wheel every time. No. If you have a really great party look like that, wear it to a party and mm -hmm. wear it to another party with a different group of people. You don't right. like if you've got something that's like working for you, then do that. Right. Um, right. Don't worry about reinvent. It's much better than like having a great look for one party and then looking like you are working in the kitchen at the other party. Right. Like I think like curate your look. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, cookie cutter of something else or something you saw in a magazine, but curate your vibe, your yeah. thing. Find you know? out what it is you love and I buy think. and express yourself through that. Anyway, that's that's what I did last night. It was super. I love Wyclef Jean. Nice. And he kept saying as he was performing, oh my gosh, this is hard. Oh, you guys are boring. I mean, it was like, it was a tough crowd oh, for him. Yeah, because people are like, who's Wyclef Jean? I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, but I mean, in their defense. In their defense. He hasn't been on the radio in at least a decade. I know, but he's, oh, the Fugees and like, I know, got but no way. Anyway, did he, he did do, oh, but did he do any Fuji songs? So they Yeah, he record. did a couple, but then like, you know, it wasn't like anyone would know. And he was like, making up raps as he went along. So I think people oh. were like, oh, look at this street vendor. I don't think people do. <laughs> Who's this young man? He's adorable. <laughs> He's adorable, this man. Someone get this man a job. He needs a Grammy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get you a record deal. I know some people. Oh, right. You deserve like, a Grammy. Rolling his eyes and his Rolls Royce. Because that man is a wealthy man. He's, He's like, I got a Grammy. major music. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that was that party. And then so it didn't start making me think of fall. And L.A. fall is so hard because it's warm and hot. Mm -hmm. And there are certain colors that you think about with fall. Yes. And chocolate brown is, for me, has always been that color for fall. Uh-huh. Right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing about chocolate brown that I find very interesting and fascinating and difficult is there's so little of it out there. But to go uh -huh. find a pair of beautiful chocolate brown pants... That's not easy. It's not. I was in like six stores a day. Mm -hmm. Everything is like beige, light brown, tan into gray. Mm -hmm. Very little in chocolate brown. I'm not sure why that is, mm -hmm. but chocolate brown, I mean, maybe all the chocolate brown thread is on like those boats outside no, of Long Beach. That's not a good But I don't know what it is. But that, what colors do you think of when you think of fall? 
Um, I too think of a chocolate mocha brown at Bottega. We called it Ebano. Oh, Ebano. I, get, I believe that's ebony in Italian. Ebano, Ebano, Ebano. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I had a lot of espresso just before this. Ebano, Ebano, Ebano. Ebano, Ebano, Ebano. Ebano, Ebano, Ebano. No, it's Figaro. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Figaro. Figaro. Ebano. <laughs> Ebano, 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 Ebano. Yes, I too love chocolate brown. I love um, like a citrus orange, believe it or not. Yeah, I can see that. I think the colors of fall leaves. So I love oranges, uh, hunter green, sometimes a, um, like a canary yellow. But the burgundies and all that that you see in leaves also... Burgundy the bur it Burgundy really leads you into the jewel tones. Mm -hmm. And the jewel tones, it's a funny thing because jewel tones are bright. Mm -hmm. The deep purples, the deep burgundies, the rusty oranges. Mm -hmm. But they're fall brights. I always mm -hmm. call them the fall brights. They are fall brights. Versus like a summer. Because if you wear like a big aubergine or a big... Um, burgundy, rich burgundy silk something in June, it feels way it, off season. It feels dark. Unless yeah. you're in the Southern Hemisphere right. listening, then absolutely yeah. do that all of June. Right, right. You know, But it's, it's where you are. It is definitely where you are. But I think that there are certain colors that we associate with the season. And so it's like when it's hot, if you could just put on a chocolate brown t-shirt with jeans and chocolate brown belt and mm -hmm. some brown boots, it's a super cute look. Mm -hmm. so and as a kid... I had a thing for chocolate brown and believe it or not, and like a um, like a Tiffany blue. Yeah, great, great combo. He had to drop his fake cigarette for that one. <laughs> Talk I'm, about a color combo. I'm smoking a fake cigarette right now. I don't know. I got this prop cigarette from an old assistant years ago, and I'm just like playing with this thing. So if you hear me doing like, <laughs> I'm actually never even tried a cigarette in my life. I just think it's very funny. It's I'm an like, act. I mean, it's, it's all an act. It's all an act. It's all an act. Speaking of act. I saw somewhere on Instagram that there was CFDA awards. Now, the CFDA uh, awards, please tell me what, first of all, what, what, CFDA is the Council so for fa Fashion Designers of America. Of America. Okay, yes. and so are those awards on TV or something? How do I know? No, it's kind of, it, 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 that is actually, would be the Oscars or the BAFTAs of the fashion industry because it's just fashion. Well, it was just, it was the oh. fashion industry. Uh oh, uh oh. Here comes which, a bad story. Which is oh, why no. I had a, I have a hard time with people that have nothing to do with the fashion industry attending fashion events. Like, I don't... I, I what do you mean, attending? That they shouldn't be an attend? Well, not attend, but not, not too much of a different world. Does that make sense? Like, so like should, uh, should an actor be able to go to the CFDA Awards? If there's a connection to them being there, absolutely. But if they're there to, like, promote their new project, no. Stay home. Ooh! It's just not. It for, should be for fashion people. It should be for yes. fashion people. It should be for us and our people around yes. us. Yes. So that's where I, you know, it's like it would be like if you had like ten designers showing up on the red carpet at the Oscars. You're gonna be like, what? Why, why are you? Here? Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? But the CFDA probably want them there just because it brings more. Like if you can get, I saw some picture of Cher and Tom Cruise hugging. Was that there? Oh my gosh! My... No, they were at some other thing. Oh okay. I don't know if Tom was standing on a box or what he was doing, but they were hugging. <laughs> there was and, a box involved. I'm I mean, sure. there was a box involved. But um, so you were talking also that they hand out, they have an icon award, so they hand out like this fashion icon award every yeah. year. Yeah, uh -oh. and. I, and I love Zendaya. I love what's, what's a Zendaya? Zendaya's Have we, we a, talked about her on this show before? No, Zendaya's a young, young, new 
actress from Disney. She's a Disney actress? She's already she, an icon? Wow, that's amazing. That's what I don't understand. How are you an icon in like four years? Or like, I, I, I thought, to me, an icon is years and years and years of like presenting a certain yeah, aesthetic and like, I just thought it was it was it was something you'd have to build up on year after year after year. And she, I have to say, in the last, I will give her two years, two and a half years. Yeah, she has been killing it on the red carpet. Yeah, but 100%. two years, two years does not a legacy make. Uh, that, but that's my point. Like I, I, I she's she's in that trajectory of yeah. becoming an icon for sure. But right now, I don't. So know. what's happening? Are we short icons? No, I think Why are they her? no. Unfortunately, I think now different uh, industries are almost like uh, um, a prisoner to celebrity. Mm. So they have to involve celebrity to be relevant because right now that's all people want to digest. Yeah. So you know, it, yeah, it, I guess it is. I mean, there's, it is. there's so many other like I could think of some celebrities. So who are some celebrities that some some celebrities? Uh -huh. Who are some celebrities? Yeah. It's not even celebrities, it's celebrities. Yeah. Celebrities. Who yeah. are some celebrities that are not like, you know, not like um, Catherine Hepburn, not like mm. old school, but mm. who are some existing celebrities right now that you think we could put fashion icon on? Um, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I could see that. Charlize Theron. Yeah. Because she's really done something for like enough years now. And these are also celebrities that I think are making style choices strictly of their own. Yes. A lot of new yes. people that are getting these awards as icons are have stylists that are telling them, yeah. you need to wear this, yeah, you wear know. this, do yes. this, stand over there. Yeah, the stylist should have been walking up there and getting the award for it. Yes. Yeah, Zendaya or whatever. Right. Is. Yeah. Yeah, because I could think of like so many um, people. Brad Pitt, I would say, is one. Right? That has like a strong aesthetic. Yeah. So it's like not even has to be a, an aesthetic that you love or you agree with, but you have to have, I mean, even Oprah could be an oh, style sure. icon in that way because she has a whole particular feeling about uh, her. Agreed. Right? A cozy cashmere sweater, uh -huh. an off the shoulder, uh -huh. and a fluffy thing. Agreed. And, you know. Yeah. So I, it's interesting because I think there was a lot of other options that they could have done. So I always think that that kind of stuff is like a press pull, like some publicist or agent was getting a favor done and I just think it's too bad that the CFD sold out like that. Anyway, I guess I'll never be yeah. on our show and yeah. ta-da! Well, maybe. <laughs> never know. We'll say wise up. <laughs> Alright, now let's move on to vocabulary. Today's vocabulary word is herringbone. Oh, hairy. A hairy bone. <laughs> yeah, and as you know, I'm a textile major, so I'm a textile geek. Love that about so you. Herring... I know nothing about any of that. I'm like, yeah. oh, look, it's brown. No. It's basically a very distinctive twill fabric. It's twill. Almost... What's twill mean? Twill. You know what? Twill, uh, it, it's most of the time, I think it originates in in home dec decor fabric, okay, like fabrication. Like an upholstery. It's an upholstery. Okay. Um, it's definitely a heavy, heavier weight fabric. And like I said, it's normally associated with menswear, and it's basically, because you can't see it right now, um, it's like a zigzag pattern. And uh, the best way I think of it is, it must have originated in the 20s because it definitely takes on a um, uh, art deco okay. visual. 
So like, and, they, and no, so it's herringbone. It's not it, herringbone. Is is a is a print on the fabric, or is it the way that is it a print that the fabric is stitched? I think it's woven. It's a fabric. It's a, wo- but the, right, it's it's a woven. design woven into the fabric. Okay, good. So it's the way the fabric is woven. Right. It's oh, not necessarily it, right. a print on fabric. I think it's. It, it's definitely woven into the design. Okay, great. Got it. So it takes on a zigzag pattern, and the way they, the way you can kind of... Another way of describing it is um, almost like the skeleton of a fish. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like that. Um, the Duke of Windsor was very famous for wearing it. Uh, Christian Dior was famous for incorporating it into his, what they called at the time, the new look, which Ooh. was the women's suit, the women's suits with the very, very cinched waist and the padded hips. Um, another reference of a herringbone would be like the Chrysler building. Okay. So okay. it is definitely like an art deco, like a shaping to it. And I want to say that Ralph Lauren uses a lot of herringbones. just hit it on the net. Right. He like, just hit it on the nose. Um, yes. And it's like he does a lot of those herringbones. I was just there today. And he does a lot of the herringbones like in cashmere tan jackets. And mm-hmm. they have like an equestrian, like there's a little bit of an equestrian thing in some of them where mm-hmm. they're like, they're herringbone and they're light color so that when you look at it, you can... You, you see a beige jacket, but mm-hmm. when you look up closely, Close, you, the, you can see mm-hmm. the stitches. And I think what it does, in my lame opinion, as someone that's not a fabric major, if I look at that, what it does is it gives that fabric, it takes away the flatness of the fabric and gives the fabric automatic texture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that what it's doing? Yeah. And the cool thing about it is, and initially it was a strictly kind of, it was strictly for clothing. It was, you know, it started being on men's. Co- it started in menswear, so it's coats and what have you. And I think I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think, like you said before, Ralph Lauren was the first one to incorporate menswear fabrications into home decor. Oh, so, I mean, I, I so think you, that's a stretch for us to say that because I. I'm, but I mean, as far in terms as of I like, know, in terms of mainstream, probably. Yeah. But I just, I, I think that there's probably some right. Italian guy right now rolling over, pissed off. No, but, no, no, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in terms of like mainstream, taking a pillowcase, or I, I can remember Ralph Lauren doing cotton prints mm-hmm. just to look like herringbone. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I can see mm-hmm. see him doing that. Okay, good. And so it's it's um. I've also seen it in sweaters, like in some knit sweaters and stuff. Oh, too. Uh, absolutely. There. And George Romani does a little bit of that, too. A lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Where would we be without mm. all of this education mm. from you? So when you think herringbone, just think Art Deco. Art Deco herringbone. Yeah. That's what I hear. Now, speaking of herringbone and Art Deco. <laughs> yes. What's And now? the Chrysler building. What's next? What's your heart look? What you got, William? You want me to go next? You okay. go first. You can go first. It's okay. Once again, you know it's really hard for me to pick just one. So I picked two. Um, number one is supermodel, supermodel Jasmine Tukes at a red carpet event in Paris wore Zuhair Murad. You know, I've heard that brand before. He is a famous, famous... Uh, he Look, first of all, don't you... Anytime you have to say famous, famous, he ain't that famous. Well, he was made famous because... Uh, what is her name? Halle Berry wore... When she won her Oscar? Yeah, so yeah. She wore Zuhair Murad. I want to say I saw Zuhair Murad at Bergdorf's, that they had a nice buy of it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So she's in Zahar Murad, and it's basically a draped, 
Grecian vision in a powder, powder blue. Oh, you love draping. I, mean, I you do. I'm, 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 that's, the, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for it. But, um, like a Grecian baby blue, gorgeous dress, um, with ostrich feathers all over, just a little train that came over her shoulder that I thought was so beautiful. Wow. And then my number two was Jared Leto, because he's everywhere, you know, promoting the House of Gucci. I mean, that movie, I feel like we should watch together we and must. do an episode just on that. But we must. Have you been to the movies since COVID? You know what? I haven't. I haven't either. I haven't been in a theater yet. We no. should. Do you want to go? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And I think it's, it's a big moment. And I think it's released next week. It is. Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. Okay. So my number two... Like I said, it's Jared Leto. And he, at the LAC- at a LACMA event for Gucci, wore a gorgeous ivory peak lapel tuxedo. Oh, I saw that. Satin lapels. Wait for it. From his elbow to his cuff is pink ostrich feathers. I was like, I, 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 I'm, ob- yeah. I'm obsessed. Did you see Angelica Houston at that same party? No. Ooh, girl. Oh. They squeezed her into a white suit, too. White, but you... Ooh, no, listen, no, it, it your was calorie not, intake is not right, you do not wear white. Cal- I mean, ooh, that was all right. I, that, was, that was nice. I like that. I have to write I like that, that. Yes. Please don't get an eating disorder. Eat what you want. But we're just saying that there's certain people that should not photograph themselves in a white suit. I mean, she looked like she was squeezed in there like a straitjacket being dragged out to the last day of her time at an insane asylum. Her hair, the look on her face she was like someone's mad at me at Gucci <laughs> they're sending me to this Gucci event dressed up like this I'm sure she saw the photos the next day and go man I was drunk look I, at me I knew I shouldn't have worn that white. I knew I should have worn that <laughs> should never piss those people off I also saw this other thing online where somebody wore Versace to the opening of the Gucci thing it Ooh. was uh, Scarlett Johansson I think she wore Versace. She might have got a check from Versace. I man. mean, who cares if she got a check from you? Don't be wearing no going Versace dress to a Gucci event. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, good. I, now listen. I yes. was talking about Jared Leto and all that. My hot look. Yes. It's really, I, I've, I had a fashion moment on my couch. Okay. And it wasn't just involving me, like, running around in a wrestling singlet. It was an actual moment. I was driving home. Mm-hmm. The freeway was all clogged right by Hollywood Boulevard. Uh-oh. And I remembered, oh my gosh, it's that Gucci fashion show on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, wow. And they had it literally closed off all mm-hmm. of Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Gucci made a $6 million donation to homelessness in Hollywood. <gasps> To get the rights to do that. Wow. Yeah. And they gave like a million bucks of it to homeless gay youth. I mean, it's like Beautiful. crazy, right? So they, they rented this whole thing out. <clears throat> I got home. I got on my couch. I, on my own, mm-hmm. figured out how to pull up YouTube through my Apple TV. <gasps> wow. I mean, that alone should be a whole podcast that, episode. Bravo. We, can, like, we, can we get a sound effect for some applause? <laughs> <laughs> That's where we need to get Eric and then be like, Eric, look what we did, Eric. Yay! <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I just sat there and watched this fashion show and it was, they came out of man's Chinese theater. Okay. They walked a full block to Highland, mm-hmm. crossed the street mm-hmm. and then all the way back to orange mm-hmm. crossed again and came back. And it was like a, maybe a three block runway. Wow. Right? And they had clean... I have never seen The Streets of Hollywood so shiny clean. Right. Okay. You probably never will. Again. Never again. And, <laughs> and they had these... Pla- and it was like a long walk. And they had to walk down a curb. And, they- and there was a couple moments watching that where he brought out this evening wear. And this one dress was like this 
almost like a Lucille Ball looking beautiful mm-hmm. chiffon layered gathered with big fur. I loved all that. Uh, fur yeah. and the feathers on the uh-huh. edge and the big sleeves and they did all this weird face piercing and nose and contraptions all and all that. that. I hated all that. Oh no, I loved it. Yeah, but it's not your turn. It's my turn right now. <laughs> Thank you. You could have picked it. You did not. So mm-hmm. I, but what they did having these really retro Hollywood glamour looks walking down Hollywood Boulevard on the Walk of Fame with all the stars coming. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. If you have 22 minutes and 9 seconds... And you do. Go to YouTube and put in Gucci Love Parade and watch this. It's fascinating. Yes. Macaulay Culkin walked Macaulay in it. Macaulay Culkin And he was wearing it. clogs uh-huh. and pleated pants yeah. and a Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, wow, that's where he's been. Yeah. Hiding out, not wanting to do a Michael Jackson interview. Uh, anyway, but <laughs> I digress. I'm just saying I found it to be Hope look at and it was every celebrity ever. Yeah, you know, Lizzo was there. Yeah. She was wearing this awesome Gucci yeah. print thing, uh-huh. and Dapper Dan was there. Yeah, mm, Billie Dan. Eilish. Billie and Eilish. Gwyneth was Paltrow there. was there. Rock and red, one button Gucci. Wearing her suit that she wore during the Tom Ford days. Yeah, that red tuxedo, the velvet yeah. one. She just, I don't know. I, I don't get me started on her, but I just felt like it was a such an um, strong celebration of Hollywood. Yeah. And yeah. I think that Hollywood has the right to be celebrated in that way right. based on how Absolutely. it's been such an influence over everything. So that was literally my hope looks were those feathery, fabulous gowns walking down the runway. Please go on, watch, and enjoy. You must. You must. You it's, and it's the collection was actually very representative of old Hollywood. Yeah, the collection was, there was a lot of stupid, ugly stuff in there too. So don't get, don't get, don't get too excited. I mean, look, don't watch this thing trying to order stuff. Okay, please just watch and go. Oh, that's fun. But there is not. There's like ten things in there you want to buy and own. There, no, there was. I, well, you know, I'm a nut. That I, you were not. You were not. There are a lot of things I was like, oh, I love that. I want that. I not me. That. Not me. I was like, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb. I, that. I like. That. I mean, could you imagine you and I had a fashion show together? I'd be like, ugh, ugh, and like, I'd be oh, like, I love it. I love it. In You're tears. Fan. <laughs> In tears of the beauty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, put me into tears now as you tell me all about our power player. Today, our power player is Heider Ackerman. Now, I must say, if someone was to ask me who my favorite designer is, if I had to say one today, he would be the one. No. How is it even possible? Yeah, I mean, he's, I, he's the one. I never see anything from him. He's going like no, very little stuff. I know. Well, you know. Is he Dutch or German or what's his No, deal? he's actually Colombian born. Colombian? Heider Ackerman? He's Colombian born, but he was adopted by French parents. He spent his childhood in Ethiopia, what? in Chad, what? Algeria, Who? before his family moved to France. What? Uh, now, his father was a map maker. I'm sorry, what? His father was a map maker. I didn't really dive into what that entails, but I mean... He makes maps. He makes maps. Yeah, and I guess down in Africa, the maps are a little simpler or something, because now we just have Google Earth. But right, right, right. Uh, he was, his, his work was from a very young age. His work was, he was inspired by Yves Saint Laurent. And he went to Belgium in 1994 and studied fashion design at the prestigious Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Antwerp. That's wow. Belgium. Well, and that's also where Dries Van Oten was. Dries, um, uh... Jail, Sanderson. And Demille Meister. Oh, Demille Meister. Yep. 
He <laughs> he then that was in '94. He was expelled in 1997 for failing to turn in course assignments. Whoa, whoa! But you know, as an artist, you you kind of you, you know, but you, but you do doing... things differently. Okay. After five months of an internship with John Galliano, oh. Ackerman worked as an assistant to one of his teachers, the designer Wim Niels. N double E L S. N double E L S. Niels. I've never Niels. heard of Wim Niels. Have you? No, I had. Is it a line like a collection or something in Paris? I well, since he was one of the teachers at the academy, oh, okay, gotcha. I didn't know maybe he was a, a local small designer yeah, and was also a teacher. And he worked for Wim after he'd Wim. He worked for Wim after he'd been at John Galliano. Yeah, because he was only at Galliano for five months, and and it was an it was an internship. Okay, yeah. So I guess that. I mean, he must have seen some stuff at John Galliano for five months. And those, yeah, back in those days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He went on to work for other brands, including Bernard Wilhelm, which is a German designer. Yeah. And Patrick von Armislage. I probably butchered the pronunciation. Yes, I don't know. Okay. Before working as a designer for Meyerlein, which is another German brand. What's the brand called? Meyerlein. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. In two thousand one, yeah, boy. In two thousand one, he created his own house and presented his first women's collection during Paris Fashion Week to major, major acclaim. Like everyone, really? everyone. Loved his it. first collection was women's. Yeah. That's how he started. Where do you even buy Heider Ackerman? I've never even seen it on a rack. I've seen some men's, like at Maxfield or like Maxfield places, but never seen the women's. Neiman's. um, Not a lot of big American brands buy very deep. Right. Now, buy deep, everyone that's not in the industry, like we are very fancy people. Deep means, like, if you buy. Like one jacket, right. you'd buy the matching pant and this blouse that goes with it, and then there's a skirt, and then there's a, another print in the same skirt, and then another exact style jacket. Another like buying deep would be buying like all of the pieces in the assortment, and a simple shallow buy means you're just buying like a few key pieces right. so that the collection's represented in your store. Right, and you don't always necessarily buy a size run. You're Correct. And I think that's a tactic to try to test the waters. Yeah, exactly. If they buy a two, a six, and a ten, mm-hmm. then a four and an eight can get into one of those. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, in 2002, his collection drew attention of House of Rufo, a premium leather clothing specialist which hired him to direct the spring, summer, fall 2003 collections for Rufio Research. Rufio Research. Yeah. I mean, that's the name of the brand. Rufi Research. I love that. In 2005,2005, he signed on with Belgian group BVBA32. And I'm assuming that's kind of like uh, Caring or LVMH in the German world. Right. So some kind of a, it's like a company that basically funds a bunch of designers because it's so hard for an individual designer to make it on their own. Right. Yeah. Now, which is in, what is interesting is while he was in school and doing the internship for Galliano, cut to years later, he was one of the designers that was approached to succeed Galliano at Dior after that really? big fallout. Yeah. Because he was kind of like the what emerging. What was that fallout about again? Well, he was, was super, maybe? super, super. Galliano, we're talking about. Yeah. He was super bombed and drunk and blah, blah, blah. 
And he was at a little cafe by himself, oh, 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 oh. minding his own business. And some girl, I guess, knew who he was and went over to him and oh, uh, struck up a conversation. Uh, I don't know how it started or where it went. She was, I believe, recording the conversation. Right. And he went on a kind of anti-Semitic, I guess, rant to the girl. And then that's when all the dominoes I, fell. I remember that. I didn't. I didn't remember that. That's how he lost Dior. I thought he had left Dior before that, but now. No, that was. He had done some crazy stuff with Dior. I mean, no, just, that was, but not good crazy stuff. Yeah, this but is I mean, the first. Like, I mean, he was doing like hot pink mink stoles where the mink eyes I were love, still on there. That's why everyone was in love. <laughs> he revitalized Dior. He, he did. Dior's quite honestly. Anyway, don't get me started. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So Hyder was on the list to on the short list to be considered for that. Mm-hmm. He declined that. Declined. Well, you know, he he was approached, but you know, but he was approached by a lot of different brands. He was also approached to precede the succession of Martin Margiela in 2009. He declined to do that. The reason, I don't know. You mean he was going to be the designer of Maison Margiela? Yeah. Oh. And then John Galliano got that's the job. That's the thing that, That's the thing I find a little... Uh, it's also insane. It's really interesting. But you it's, know, it's like there's, there's a world of fabulous, brilliant designers out there, and yeah. all these companies are like picking from 12. Yeah. Well, I, well, to their credit, there's, the, I mean, the, the true creators, visually, there's the small list of them. Like the real, real talents, Yeah, there's a small list. So I kind of, I, I get I don't I get know, that. I don't agree. I think there's a lot of untapped talent out there that we're not, uh, not giving our, our full, utmost attention yeah. to. Yeah. And to show you how much everybody knew of this guy's talent, in 2010, Karl Lagerfeld, who you know doesn't... Uh-uh. He's doesn't he, well he doesn't praise anybody may he rest in peace he doesn't praise anybody but he personally said that he felt the ideal successor to Chanel after him would be Hyder no now that's huge that to me that's but why didn't he take that job you know what someone asked him about that and he said he was hesitant and a little it, I guess it kind of scared him because he even they, they, he was even asked about you know once he got, came into his success when you're an artist and you are um, developing, developing your craft and in your artist zone, you're, you can just play freely. Once you become very famous and you know people are watching you, that's something that might distract you. Yeah, some people, but I think to really make it, you've got to be really be able to separate yeah. people's reactions. Like, who cares what people think? You're right. never going to create something that everybody likes. Never. Like, when I'm working with a client and I put together a look for them, I'm not worried about everybody loving the look I did for her. Mm -hmm. I want her to love the look. Mm -hmm. That's that. I uh -huh. don't care about everybody else. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you know, so yeah, he was, you know, adulated by Mr. Carl Lagerfeld. I mean, that's a stamp everybody wants. Yeah. Um, but living in so many global residences, making him basically a nomad, it influenced his, all these, he had all these cultural differences in his designs, contrasts, blending, dress codes. So the things that kind of influenced his look was, and this is what he says, is because he was living the life of such a nomad, he never really had a lot of clothes because they were traveling in so many places. So he had to reinvent the things that he had. Mm. So that kind of, I guess, challenged his uh, styling direction. But I do love the way he would mix kind of like uh, kente cloths, because, you know, he grew up in a lot of African countries. Yeah. But he would do them in like metallic uh, lurex 
fabrications. And right, Kente cloth is what 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 a, a lame not a lame what a lame man would look at and go a lame man uh-huh. but a normal person would mm-hmm. look at and go oh look it's an African print right okay exactly exactly but he would but what he would do what was so brilliant is he would mix let's say that African kente cloth but then he'd bring in a Japanese obi belt to wow, like yeah. cinch the look um his looks were always always modern and dynamic and he was also called the draped Crusader. I mean that I love because I mean, you're such. I'm the, I'm you're so. I'm sorry. Like, I, I love mean, that. William, you are such a fabric nerd. I feel like I feel like William. William, six years old. Who do you want to be for Halloween? I want to be the draped Crusader. Crusader. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So in 2000... You know that's a perfectly <laughs> draped cape on that crusader. Just saying. <laughs> and just to have another kind of full circle moment for him. 2012, he received the Fashion Group International Award presented to him by Karl Lagerfeld. Wow. He has loyal devotees such as muses, such as Tilda Swinton, mm. Timothy Chalamet. Who no. they probably... By the way, those two probably interchanged their outfits. But go ahead. But it's interesting you say that. It's very interesting you say that. Uh, I, we'll get back to that. But actually, Tilda and Timothy are actually very close friends of his. And what I love about that is when he dresses them, it's like he's dressing a friend. Whereas a lot of designers and most designers are assigned to a celebrity. Well, it used to be back in the day, it right? Was, it was that. Right? Like, it, like back in the day... When Madonna was doing all that stuff, she was, like, partnered with Gautier to create looks. Right. Right? And she was doing stuff with Dolce & Gabbana 10 years ago that was, like, created and collaborated right. together. And there was an actual relationship. I think yeah. when you have a creative and, let's say, a personality that actually have an organic relationship... It comes across when that said celebrity is in. Well, Madonna the at that point was a proper muse. Yeah. And Tilda Swinton is a proper muse for Hyder, it sounds like. And Tilda, I would say, going back to our icon reference, I would say she's an icon, a style icon. Yeah. For sure. For without sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, uh, actually, the first Vogue cover that Lady Gaga did in that kind of minty green blunt. Uh, kind of Dorothy Hamill wig. You can describe the all you want. I'm not going to remember that. Well, her first Vogue cover, she was in Hyder Acker. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> I got something to say about Lady Gaga later, by the way. <laughs> I, got some, I got some comments about her, but go ahead. So, in 2010, he launched, he launched his one of men's wear collections for Pitti Uomo, a trade show in Florence. And I think that kind of gave him the taste of uh, doing his own menswear line. But to reference back to what you were saying about uh, Timothy and Tilda mixing clothes, it's interesting you say that. Uh, one of the reasons that Haider started showing, I think he's one of the first designers to do this, he started showing his men's line and women's line together. And his philosophy with that is he loved, let's say, a woman maybe sneaking into her boyfriend's closet and wearing his blazer and how yeah. it would be oversized and how if you if once you saw her in the street, you kind of wonder, 
where she been last night? What did, where did oh, she come like from? Like, what's the background? What's There's the story? There's a backstory. Yeah, okay. And then he also believes in maybe uh, the husband or the boyfriend slipping into the, the girlfriend's shirt, which might be a little too short in the sleeves and a little too snug across the back. But visually outside, it would almost he would almost take on a rocker vibe. So I think what his thing is, is he likes to... His sexuality is in... The, the mystique of like what's going on why are they wearing that why does that fit like that that's how he views sex sexy clothing as opposed to a short skirt or a dress that's really tight it's more of the mystery of someone that he oh, finds wow. sexy Viring, it's like the mystery of sexy the mystery yeah uh he joined as creative director at berluti in 2016 the fall of 2016 to the spring of 2018 Okay. Uh, his designs today, he continues to design his own collections for men and women. But I have to say, what I love about what he does is you can see the craftsmanship and how and why he does things. Like the way he'll, he'll drape, let's say, deerskin leather, but he'll drape it in a circle, like almost to uh, symbolize almost like a rosebud. Like just his approach to fabrications are just like... I mean, so amazing, and you know, to well, I must say it's ha this uh, has me very intrigued to get him touch his clothes, try some on. You're gonna, and see what I they mean, are. It, it, it's definitely a, a hidden kind of gem that not a lot of people know about. But what I what I one of his quotes that I really love that he said is he loves to play with seduction and he loves to play with desire. Mm. So yeah, that's that's my power player, Hyder Ackerman, who I love. All right, y'all, go find some Hyder Ackerman. Yes, Give it please. some love. Give it some love. All right, now one last thing. Oh. Lady Gaga's face. Let's just get right. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. So first How much of time all, do you have? First of all, I don't even think it's her face anymore. Well, it's not. And I and I just I don't understand. Okay, this this is where I have what an is issue. happening. And this with is that? this is something I actually would like to talk to her about and love to see Let the response. Let me call her one second. And it's also a question I want to ask of Madonna as well. Yes. And I'll tell you why. At the conception of the brand Lady Gaga, she yeah. always told, he, she always preached to the outsider. Yeah. Embrace who you are. Yes. Don't let the world tell you what to look like. Like yes. that was her mantra. Yes. That was so so yes. all of those like yes. people that felt outside yes. felt included because of her. Yeah. And now that she's included into the inner circle, you know, icon, whatever you want to call her, now she's changing herself. So it's like, but well, it's, you said that you, you told your fans you were beautiful all the way already the way you were born this way remember that song yeah remember she was not born this way that's my okay point. if it's you look like, at her now she's she's not that i, I don't way understand what she's doing and, and I, she... I now here's the thing hmm. you know i'm a big madonna fan right but here's the thing about madonna different i think it's a different conversation okay here's why i think it's her different. narrative is the same too huh? no no speaking no, to the outside hold on blah, no, no, blah, no, blah, hold on, hold on. i think it's ahead. different i think it's different yes okay here's why i think it's different i think it's different because madonna's dealing with aging and mortality so I think that that's really what Madonna's dealing with. Yeah, I think yeah, it is different Because she reason. hasn't, like, which Madonna lately doesn't look like herself, but up until now, she's kind of looked like herself. Yeah, 
Right? Less. Until the last year or two. No. I don't know what happened. She's been living in a bubble. Okay, uh-huh. I'll give you five years. But like right. up until recently, Madonna's always looked like Madonna. Right. But I saw some pictures of Lady Gaga. I'm like, that doesn't even look like her. No. Like she got she got someone else's jawline. She yeah. bought someone else's cheekbone. And I just. I mean, is it a is it the doctor that's making her do that? That's get her. She's like, making the appointments. Yeah, but someone's telling it. Someone's she. Ain't, first of all, she ain't calling. Hi, this is Lady. Um, is this Marsha? Marsha. Stephanie. Hi, hi. I'm just trying to get an appointment for Thursday. Like, I don't know two. Hold on, let me check my books. She ain't making none of her own appointments. People are having. I bet somebody she, is. Uh, somebody's making appointments. On her I bet she didn't even go in. I bet they just send it out the doctor to the house and do the filler in her big old master suite. Oh, there's but, more than filler going on. But, <laughs> but, my point, yeah. but my point is, I just think that that's... Look, I truly believe two of the most beautiful women I ever knew in my whole life are my two grandmothers. Mm-hmm. And neither of them ever had any work done. That's my point. They died wrinkly, beautiful, smiling, and happy. That's my point. And it's an that, evolution of And your, that is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And Mother Nature is the best plastic surgeon. Thank you. So that's just a let it, right? That's oh my gosh, you write that down. That's that's a write that down. There's so much to write down. We are magical because why? We are what you're wearing. What you're wearing. And we really, really love you for listening to us. Like, love, and share. Like, love, and share. Share! And yes. if you don't like us and you don't love us and you don't share us, we still love you. Yes. Because so it's keep, a love parade. It's a love parade. Just keep listening. <laughs> Have a fabulous day, week, Fantastic. car ride, whatever you work out. If you're working out, work out harder. Love yourself, but look good doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Man.